Welcome to another episode of Suburban Bourbon. Uh, this is episode seven, season three. That's right. And we are here at Lake Erie Distillery with Fred Wisen and his wife, Kathy. And we're going to talk a little bit about the distillery here in beautiful, beautiful Willoughby, um, right off of uh, Route 2. Um, I'm familiar with Route 2 because I'm from Lorraine, on the other side, of, uh, other side of town. And we're going to find out a little bit about the distillery. Um, of course, do what we always do best, have some drinks, uh, uh, taste some. And actually, they have some great cocktails here as well. I know. So uh, let's start off with uh, learning a little bit about how you got into this business. But uh, before we do that, what's the address here? 4277 Hammond Parkway. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how did you end up in the, in the whiskey business? Okay, well, it was a little bit by happenstance and the fact that my wife used the word yes once. <laughs> <laughs> we can appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> so the whole story behind that is I've got the, uh, the other industrial sales business. It's coming up on 40 years old. My son's been working over there for about 20 years with me. Uh, I'm an outside sales guy. I'm stuck in an office. I'm pushing paper. I'm answering emails. I'm not having a good time. And I've told everybody that's ever worked for me, if you don't enjoy your job, you need a new job. So came in, told my son, listen, I need a new job. He said, I don't know how the employees are gonna take that. So we needed something. I didn't know if I needed a new line, if I needed to change something, something had to occur. At the same time, Kathy wanted to go down to Florida and we decided we were going to drive. Now the cool part about this, the rest of the story, is my wife doesn't drink. Interesting. So partway through Ohio, I decide, let's do a distillery tour. <laughs> at, least, at least you'll have no theft. Exactly. <laughs> I've got a DD for the whole trip. So uh, she likes to go to distilleries and just see the operation, see the equipment, but she doesn't drink anything. So it worked out real well. So we decided we're going to do this. We went to only small distillers. If you had more than five or six employees, we didn't stop. I didn't want a commercial. I wanted the guys that are you know, really doing the work. So we did Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Wow. Took us a week and a half. Wow. Talk about the bourbon trail. No kidding. <laughs> it was, it it was your own trail. Exactly. Yeah, That's a trail trail. that most have uh, never seen. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was amazing. We went to guys that are really doing some innovative things, just amazing stuff. And then some guys that, you know, were still, you know, 50 years back mm -hmm. in making product. But so we go to Florida, we do our thing down there, we come back up here. And, and I'm a, a bourbon scotch drinker. So I go and get a bourbon and it's just, it's just not right. Somebody sitting next to me is having one and it's just not right. And, and people keep saying, if you want good bourbon, you have to go to Kentucky. Light bulb went off. No, if you want good bourbon, you need a distiller in Ohio making good bourbon. <laughs> so I come to Cass and said, you know what? We should start a distillery. And she said, that's a good idea. Yeah. That was the first and only time she's ever uh, agreed with me. <laughs> it has cost We're her lucky, Kathy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has cost her dearly. She's never going to agree with me again. Never again. So, so part of it, too, is, is over the course of years we've been together, I've come up with some just wild ideas. And she's always said no, 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 no. When it's always worked out that she should have said no. This one, she decided to say yes. I grabbed her. I drug this into, her, into this business. And uh, that's how we got here. And it's a, truly a family business. You were saying earlier, uh, your mom is a part, a part yeah. of. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those. My daughter is my bartender on Saturdays. Wow. 
My mom, who's 90, puts the uh, barrel numbers on the bottom That's of all of so our, awesome. our bourbon barrels. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really cool. Um, she actually is the only one who has good handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate yeah, that. Nobody else would know what the numbers were. So she does that. My son, Tony, helps out. Uh, my daughter, Lauren, comes in and helps out. I mean, it's just it's That's an amazing fine. thing. We've got the grandbaby now where she comes in and checks the stills <laughs> to see if there's anything running. So Perfect. They're creating a legacy. <laughs> I know, exactly. This girl just turned three today. Yeah, today's When she birthday. comes in, the first thing I have to do is take her out to the stills. She opens up the top to make sure that there's nothing inside and I've cleaned it out. Okay. So, it's by so she's your quality control. She's my quality control. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were also saying, Fred, that uh, there's another role you play in the bourbon world here in Ohio. Tell us a little bit about that yeah, and your involvement. Yeah, I'm with the Ohio Distillers Guild. I'm treasurer for the Guild. Uh, great organization. Uh, it's one of those that the whole purpose is to escalate all of the distillers to make us all better. So we do educational programs. We do lobbying down in the state uh, to get some laws passed for us. So it's an amazing group. It's an amazing group. That's fantastic. And, and you've got how many products? Uh, we have uh, a whiskey. Uh, and that comes in three variations. Our whiskey is a two-year barrel-aged whiskey. Then we take that, we infuse it with a, a maple for a maple whiskey. Ooh, nice. And we have a cinnamon whiskey coming out December 1st. Uh, all of those, the idea behind what we do, we don't do anything artificial, it's all natural. And my perception with this is if you spend two years making whiskey in a barrel, you don't want to overpower it with flavoring. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to complement not overpower, so we do that. Uh, we have a four and a half year barrel aged bourbon, um, 53 gallon char four American oak barrel, Speyside Cooperage, Dayton, Ohio. All of our grain comes out of Ashtabula County. Our spent grain goes into Geauga County to a, a hog farmer down there. Uh, so it's, we try to do everything we can local. In fact, 80% of what we produce and use comes from the state of Ohio. That's and, that's really a, and that's a staple of a lot of the local, I mean, Ohio distillers. Everyone we've talked to gets their stuff local, which is cool. It's yeah. just, you know, it really is. Thing. It's yeah. a great way to really promote all the other businesses that, yeah. that, that make your business. Absolutely. We do that with the, the beer that we carry. Uh, you know, we're not a bar by any stretch, but we have a selection of beer for those people that want it. But what we did is we found small brewers in Ohio who are trying to get started where they can't be taken seriously. Well, we'll put it right here in our uh, yeah. our cooler. Helps them out. I think it's fantastic. And I think we were saying before we started the show, that was what uh, Suburban Bourbon was all mm -hmm. about, just trying to uh, get people to go back out to bars and restaurants after COVID, promoting Ohio. And, and we've done some shows outside of Ohio, but it's really about Ohio, you exactly. know, and there's a lot to offer here when it comes to the creativity of not only, um, you know, uh, restaurants and bars, but certainly the distilleries. Right. So what's your, what's your most popular spirit? Well, our most popular is going to be uh, when we go to the vodka line, mm -hmm. is our dill pickle vodka. Really? If you do Bloody Marys, this is like the secret ingredient. The ultimate, huh? It, it, it really is. Uh, I've had people come in and say, I don't like Bloody Marys. In fact, we had a group in here a couple of weeks back. Two guys come in and say, I don't like Bloody Marys. They had two apiece. Uh, it, it just changes it that much. Wow. It's like the secret sauce. You know, this is the second one we've we've seen. We were at Minglewood, I think we were saying, mm -hmm. um, yep. part of the guild, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, they have a pickle bourbon. A pickle a, a whiskey. A pickle whiskey. And I got, my daughter's a big pickle fan. I mean, the Bur Pittsburgh Pickle Fest, Cleveland Pickle Fest, so I got it. She loves it. Yep. And that must be the new, kind of the, the flavor out there. People enjoy it. I, and, I, and, I and, we, and it's funny because we did a tailgate for a, a Buckeye game, and we tried it 
in a Bloody Mary. And it was it was really good. So, so we're getting some of that. So now I've got it. Now I have another. Now <laughs> I have another customers. option. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the other thing that we do is we do a Jamaican style rum. Mm -hmm. We're one of the the few distillers in the country that uh, that makes wow. Jamaican rum. Third run of molasses, blackstrap molasses, sugarcane, yeast imported from the Caribbean. Uh, it is a true Jamaican rum. We don't use sugar anywhere. Fermented at a high temperature, so you get a little funk in the middle of the rum, just like you're supposed to. Uh, and that's pretty much our, our product line, right, Deb? Except for our seasonals. Yeah, well, that's right. Oh, we do our seasonal. Okay, can I do a little promotion here? Absolutely, you can. Point. Winter whiskey. This comes out uh, November 8th. We do... 18th. 18th, I'm sorry. We do two seasonals a year. Ghost. That comes out in October. That is a five grain, toasted grain, unaged whiskey. So the reason we call it ghost is the grains present themselves one after the other on the palate. So you get corn up front, malted barley, toasted oats, rye, and wheat in the back of the throat. Okay. We sell out of this every October. The winter whiskey is a spiced whiskey. It's a two-year barrel-aged whiskey, spiced with South American wood. There's no spices in it. Spiced gumdrop. I think yeah, it's what you consider. It, yeah, it's, some people say gingerbread, but I get more of a spiced gumdrop kind of flavor from it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and you know, the thing I like, um, and we've been noticing this a lot with a lot of the you know Ohio distillers, it's not you know the 120 proof stuff. I, I don't, you know, Joe and I we said this a lot. We don't we appreciate. I appreciate scotch. I'm not a scotch drinker. Mm -hmm. I appreciate hot bourbon and whiskey, but I like it in the, you know, I think our sweet spot's usually the like, 90s, but in the 80s too, think somewhere, somewhere where you can actually taste the bourbon right. or whiskey and actually taste the flavors yeah. and not be overwhelmed and by the alcohol. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm always amazed when you have a high-proof bourbon right. and, and it, it's smooth because that really is, that there's there's a riddle there that was solved, but... Uh, but this is definitely... Yeah, we do our bourbon at 90 proof. Yep. Uh, it's one of those that, and you're absolutely right, if you raise the proof up too high, you take away the nuances absolutely. that's underneath. And that's really what you want are the nuances of the liquor or spirit that you're drinking. Yeah. So tell us, you know, and I, I get this vibe from you and, and you and your wife. Um, somebody doesn't know a lot about bourbon or whiskey or spirits in general. Um, you know, is this worth coming to? You know, talk, talk, talk about their experience as, as maybe they're a little nervous, like, boy, I don't know. Go to a tasting. I don't understand a lot. Yeah, because a lot of people you know, are intimidated by doing yeah, tastings because yeah. they're so new to it. Because I, you come in and talk to me, right? The first thing that's going to happen, we're going to set you up for a tasting. We're going to go through the story of every single liquor we have. Uh, if you have a question, we're going to go through this between whiskey and bourbon. What's the difference? How does it get there? When you get the ones, the whiskeys that have, are hot, why are they hot compared to where mine's at? All of those. You want to do a 20-minute tour in the distillery, it'll take you an hour and 20 minutes. Okay, um, you get me started back there, and I just turn me loose. But that's that's <laughs> a good thing. I mean, I, I you know we we've said it because we're not experts, and so when we first started, we to be honest, we probably faked it. We couldn't tell the nuanced flavors. You kind of could, but not really. As we probably good or bad, <laughs> we, more we've had a little bit now of practice. Now I drink and go, we immediately go, oh, oaky or this. Yeah. And um, but it, it is intimidating for some people. They don't, you know, they have that uh, belief. It's like like wine, where I don't know, I don't know anything about this. So they can come here and actually feel comfortable and, and meet you and you and, and Kathy. We get a lot of people who come in who really don't understand the spirits. Yeah. 
okay, who, who say, you know, is it gluten-free? Well, all alcohol is gluten-free. <laughs> all alcohol is sugar-free, all alcohol is fat-free, lactose-free. Right, right, exactly. Right. But yeah, we do a whole educational program. Whatever somebody wants to know, we'll let them know. You know, how do you tell good bourbon from bad bourbon just by looking at the glass? We go through that with them if they want to know. Yeah. So what are some, you, you had said you're a, a scotch and bourbon guy. So what are some of the, the brands outside of your own that are, are ones that you go to? Well, on the scotch side, I'm a, uh, a Glen Levitt 12 and a Glen Finnich 15. Those are my, my go-tos. Um, quite honestly, if I'm not drinking my bourbon, I'm drinking scotch. Nice. It's, it's one of those that uh, I have a hard time finding a bourbon I like as much as mine. Now, that may be a little <laughs> bit ego, okay. selfish, but... So that being said, when you actually started distilling the bourbon, like, how did you land at the proof, and how did you come up with the mash bill that you have? Okay. Well, the way I looked at it is that with anything we have out there, if I won't drink it, I don't make it. And that was the, the criteria we used for everything. So with the bourbon, you know, I kind of went back to the scotch a little bit. I didn't, I don't like really peaty scotch. Mm -hmm. with you. I'm with you. But I, but I like the flavor that comes from the barrel that you put the scotch in. Yeah. And that's kind of what we did with the bourbon. We're looking for not overly oak. We're looking for a sweeter taste. You know, we use a higher percentage of corn in our bourbon because mm -hmm. I like a sweet bourbon. I want to sit by the barbecue. I want to sit by the fire pit, yep. pour it in a glass and just sit there and sip on it. My wife comes out and get me about the third one. Yeah, <laughs> Let me know it's time to come in. It's snowing on me and I don't know it. We're taking away from this. It's exactly. a phenomenal wife. Yeah, it's snowing. Is that how winter? Is that how winter whiskey got its name? He was out there too long. But it, it's one that uh, you know I was looking for a a very drinkable bourbon, and of course you know bourbon has to be in a brand new barrel. So you take the bourbon out of the barrel. Now what are you going to do with the barrel? Oh, we make our whiskey out of our bourbon barrel. So four years in the, the bourbon barrel, drain the bourbon, put the same distillate back in, two years in the barrel becomes our whiskey, and then we discard the barrel. We only use them twice. You know, we, um, I think you're not a big Scotch drinker either. We no, appreciate I mean, it. I appreciate it. We've had um, some of the Japanese whiskeys that are, you know, um, yes. fashioned after Scotch um, are kind of like what you're describing, where they, they uh, it, it tastes like Scotch but it doesn't have the remaining flavor of peat in you after you, it's clean, if, yes. if that makes yeah. any sense. And, and I like that, it's kind of what you're describing, like just a softer taste to it, where you taste it and then you move on. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, I find with the Japanese scotches, because they use a coffee still. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. they, they tend to get that flavor out of it. Yeah. The best part of, 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 we say job, it's really not a job. Oh, no, um, no, for no, our no. wives. Exactly. Um, <laughs> our endeavor is um, actually tasting. Absolutely. And so I think what we'd love to do is, I mean, if, if, you, if you come here and visit at the Lake Erie Distillery, um, and we'll, we'll take a picture of this and put it um, as part of the show, they have um, several awesome cocktails. They also have some seasonal cocktails, which are phenomenal. And you even have a few snacks here if you want to sit down yeah, and, and enjoy. Um, so maybe we try some of these uh, phenomenal cocktails and then cool. maybe do some, some tastings of, uh, of the whiskey and bourbon. Exactly. So when someone comes here and they're not sure what to get at, from a, as a yeah. cocktail, what do you lead, lead them towards? I mean, what, first, first thing if I they're do, a bourbon person. If, if I don't know what they drink or they're not sure what their favorite is, we do a tasting first. Makes sense. Because mm -hmm. if you don't know what the base 
content is. Yeah. It's really hard to consider a cocktail from there. And my opinion is like building a house. If you don't have a good basement, you shouldn't put the roof on. So like we that. always do a tasting first, run through the entire line of product, see which one they really like, what flavors are talking to and them, then to and then we go to a cocktail. And if they want a cocktail that's not on here, uh, my bartenders are really good at coming up with some good stuff. All right. Well, I think that's the move. Let's do a tasting, just it. like you would, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. So we're back now. We're going to start doing the fun part. That's right. We're going to so, actually taste some of this. So Fred and Kathy are going to walk us through a tasting, and you've got them set up in a particular order. So talk us through yeah. the order, and then uh, we'll yeah. start the tasting. The reason we have this order is that we go from mild to extreme. And quite honestly, if you do the extreme first, everything after that's going to taste yeah. is going <laughs> to yeah. carry over with this one. So uh, we'll start with the vodka. We don't make our vodka from grain. Our vodka is made from whey, byproduct cheese process. When you make vodka from whey, a couple of things happen. That bite that vodka normally has drops down dramatically. The viscosity goes up a little bit. So it has a little silkier mouthfeel to it. Sustainable, water positive, and carbon negative. So it is a green liquor, and I can do this. Every bottle we make, we do our part to save the earth. Very nice. Yeah, so it's a, a sipping vodka. Yeah. Wow. So then that harsh taste goes away. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's and totally I, and Not to say it's harsh, but you know, the vodka. Vodka sticks with you exactly. after you drink it. This is nice. It is. And, so a, and that's not something that's often. Like when you think about vodka, you think about cocktails. Absolutely. Yeah, when I have somebody pour somebody uh, a tasting of straight vodka, they go, well, you're going to mix it with something? I don't need to. You know, the bars in the area that have this are doing things like lavender and thyme and doing botanicals now. Yeah. Or you just muddle a raspberry at the bottom of a glass and pour the vodka in, and now you have, you know, the flavor carries through. Very nice. That is. Okay. And in Cleveland, you should have that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You should have that. So I'll tell you what, this next one is one, and it seems to be a very popular, especially like this time of year. This so. was originally our spring seasonal. Okay. And uh, it was just so well received that we couldn't pull it. So oh, it I became it. it became an all year round product. So that's a, a two year barrel aged whiskey infused with maple at the very end. And again, it's all natural. There's nothing artificial in that at all. So is there a certain like when you infuse it with maple? Is there a certain amount of time or like what do you like? How's that work in the process? Well, or do you if I you don't want to Joe, disclose? Can't tell you. <laughs> Uh, the way we do this, as far as I know, we're the only ones that are doing this method with it. I will, I will so not. Stop talking. Will, exactly. If you oh, it smells so good. It smells like breakfast. We have a local right. ice cream shop that's uh, using that to make milkshakes with, boozy milkshakes. Oh, oh yeah. wow. You know, so that, you, you described it this way, you're exactly right. It's sweet, but not syrupy sweet it's yeah. just clean sweet does that make sense it, it definitely and you and you hit it i mean this is breakfast in a mm. yeah, breakfast, breakfast in a bottle <laughs> yeah it's breakfast whiskey that is so good if you haven't patented that trademark it tomorrow <laughs> i know exactly <laughs> i'm not sure how well that would be received calling it breakfast whiskey breakfast. <laughs> oh, yeah well on your way to work whiskey yeah, i was gonna say i i tell people here make some pancakes sausage pour yourself a big glass <laughs> I know. enjoy breakfast that's Most important really meal of the day. Oh, that is. Yeah. And that's in both of these that we should mention are both uh, 80 proof. Yes, those are both. Which 80. is good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
The next one also is 80 proof. This is our two-year barrel-aged whiskey. Okay. It's the base that we use for the maple and, uh, and for the cinnamon. And it has a story behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So I see the name is Junior's. Okay, so, okay. so we, we knew we were making an American whiskey and um, we called it Sailors to begin with because we were like, like Erie Sailors, right? We took it to an event and everybody's like, what kind of rum is that? And we're like, okay, well this name failed. <laughs> <laughs> so we put it out on Facebook to our followers and we're like, what should we call this? And they came back with all these kind of patriotic names and that because it's an American whiskey. And I said to Fred, I'm like, what do you think about juniors? And he's like, juniors? And I'm like, both our dads were juniors. They both served nice, in the war. Nice. They're both army oh. veterans. So let's use juniors as a name. So this is our tribute to, you know, our American heroes, whether they're your war heroes, just a hero in general. So that's what Juniors is about. That is fantastic. Whiskey. Because there's too many other variations out there. This is a straightforward whiskey. You're also going to find it doesn't have a big bite to it. In fact, it doesn't have any bite to it. Oh, that is very straightforward. Yeah. What flavor are we taste? There's a there's something I'm tasting, a flavor. Okay, um, now this one has a little more barley in it than what our bourbon does. Maybe that maybe that's what I'm I'm tasting. It, it's smooth. It's not it's not um and what proof I mean, is it's this? good. 80 proof. I was gonna say, because this is uh, I mean for That's a smooth taste. And it's real I mean it and it but it's got a decent flavor profile. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because that's the other thing too, at that, you know, when it's a lower proof, sometimes it's, it, you lose it and, and there isn't anything to it. Yeah, yeah, you water down the flavor and it just dissipates. Exactly. And sometimes the smaller um, the distilleries, I think it's probably because of the aging process, and this does not have this, it's just an overly corn taste where it, it, it almost doesn't feel finished. Right. That makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And this feels finished. That is, that is really good. And I think it's the homage to your, uh, your parents as mm -hmm. well as to American heroes. That's a really great story. I mean, I really, and I love how you tie it all together with the American whiskey. That's yep. definitely one. And like you said, both of us love, you know, whether it's neat or whether it's on the rocks, that's a great sipping whiskey. The message is, if you love America, you should buy some. Juniors. If you're a real patriot. If you don't love America. <laughs> then, yeah. Exactly. If you don't love America, <laughs> then don't come to Lake Erie Distillery. Otherwise, <laughs> well, you're like, you can come either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Lake Erie Distillery. Lake Erie Distillery. So then we go to my, my thing. That's, your uh, that's our bourbon. Okay, so our bourbon is minimum of four and a half years. Barrel age, char four American oak barrels, 53 gallon barrels, Bayside Cooperage, Dayton, Ohio. They sit out back in our quote, quote, Rick house, which happened to be shipping containers. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Something about wooden, wooden structures by residential, I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Uh, so we bring this in, it is single barrel bottled at 90 proof. I like the nuances between the barrels. Uh, enjoy. And it looks like I'm seeing a Bartender Spirits Awards, silver? It is. Uh, 2022 out in California at the Bartender Spirits where it came back with silver medal against U.S. Bourbons. Nice. Wow. Congratulations. I that find to be a little sweet bourbon. It is. It is. I really like this. Okay. So, but it's but you still have enough 
Like again, yeah, what I like about so. 90, the 90 proof area, because this is 90, is that you still have, you know you're drinking, you're drinking bourbon, yeah. but this has no, it, there's no heat on the way down. It almost there's like a cherry taste to it, which is, I know there's not cherry in it, but right. it, there's a, there's a, maybe that's the sweet I'm tasting. That's really good. Yeah, so we start out with this one. We use limestone water. Just like they do down in Kentucky. Just like they do in Kentucky. We use number two dent corn, just like heirloom number two dent, just like they do in Kentucky. Um, we ferment it just like they do in Kentucky. We barrel it just like they do in Kentucky. And we bottle it just like they do in Kentucky. So how did you get, how did you learn all this? My background is engineering um, and science. And I was one of those kids growing up, I read encyclopedias. Remember those? Yeah. 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 Uh, a lot of people don't. They exactly. used to come in books. For kids out kids there, learn. those are books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you had everything from A to Z. It was basically Google in print. Exactly. Yeah. If your parents didn't buy the whole set, well, you were out of luck. Yeah, exactly. Go to the library. <laughs> exactly. A lot of times you might not have the letter Q. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you used to it comes at the grocery store. Yeah, I know. Now I, now I did. Now I dated myself. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those to me, a lot of this is science. And, and that's what we do here. It's science. If you, I want this, the, the product to be the same every single time. If you buy this bottle now and you buy a bottle a year from now, it should be the same. Other than nuances of the barrel, exactly. it should be yeah. the same. The vodka should be identical. The, the two-year whiskey should be identical. I think the worst thing you can do somebody is get a bottle, you love the bottle, you go back and buy another bottle, it's like, what happened? Mm -hmm. It's not the same product. So for me, consistency of the product is the most important part. Do you plan on having, you said it's at four and a half, are you planning to, as you, you know, as years go on, have other barrel offerings that might be we, we do. We have a, a longer duration? That we pulled off that are going to age past uh, probably up to eight years. Okay. Nice. Uh, the problem, I should say the problem, it's not a problem. We're going through barrel, so it's really hard to put a barrel away. Cause Good problem we, to have. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we kind of need it for the bottle. What we did do, though, for my granddaughter, we met that a little earlier. We took the very first barrel. We got it all the way in the back of the wreck house with an X marked on it. When she turns 21, that's her barrel. That oh. is cool. At first yeah. I thought you were going to say, you had your granddaughter go back there and taste it. She's three. Exactly. <laughs> she's, well, she's quality like, control. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do your job. <laughs> That's awesome. That might okay. That might be the coolest grandparent of all time. Yeah. Who, when they turn twenty-one, gets a twenty-one-year barrel-aged bourbon? We have to be invited to that graduation. I was going to say, eighteen years from now, you may see two people pop up. So, you know, it's funny. We were talking before the show, Fred, and you know, the whole idea of waiting four years and you know, think of bourbon that's twenty years or eighteen years. I mean, it is. From a business perspective, you have to know what you're doing to start getting into that part of it, you know, yeah. letting it age. Because if you're wrong, you won't know you're wrong for four years. Well, That's a lot of wrong. It, it is. Exactly. It is. And, and so it, it's, it's a risk, but you're, you've, you've done it the right way. Yeah, and, and the other part, too, is a lot of other distilleries will source for the first whatever number of years, four years, and then, and then start distilling. I think what's kind of neat is you, you're doing it all yourself. Right. Yeah, everything is here. Uh, you know, it's, it's the guys that have been in business for 10 years that have a 30-year bourbon. It's like the numbers don't make a lot of sense to me. I know, uh, I know, I know. So, you know, and, and people say, do you make it here? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, and I like the fact that you're doing it that way. Um, I know that, you know, you see, I, I call it the, um, the hyper 
distilling process, you know, where it'll be, you know, the two year will be the same as a 12 year. You know, I don't know. I don't, and I don't even understand that process. Mm -hmm. I like this, just the traditional, you're doing it, you're, you're letting it sit and you're tapping the keg. Or the barrel, rather. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> um, it's an Ohio State Saturday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you, you, you know, yeah, you tap the barrel. I mean, it's just the way it should be done. Right. And, and Kathy was really big when we got started in this to, to make these our products. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, there's too much of that going on where people are just co-packing or private labeling somebody mm -hmm. else's. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this wanted to be this wanted to be ours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know, I can pick up this bottle and say, that's mine. And, and now with these these particular whiskeys, well, I guess really all of them. Where can you where can people in Northeast Ohio find these? We're in about 65, 67 stores across Ohio. Any OQ. Okay. What I tell people to do, and, and this is part where a lot of people don't understand, is there's over four thousand nine hundred different products that an OHLQ store can put on the shelf. Well, nobody has enough shelf space for all of that. So what they put on the shelf is what people are asking for. So if you don't ask for it, it's not going to be there. So anybody comes in here, I say, listen, when you go to the store, if you don't see my stuff and you like it, ask for it. By contract, they'll put it on the shelf for you. And if they don't, then just let me know, and we have the capability of placing it, I'll place it in the store for you. Oh, oh that's wow. great. That's nice. That's and that's, nice. A, that's a great thing to remind people, because I don't think, I, most people don't know that. Right. And, and I mean, in the reality too is, you know, we're over, you know, we're on the other side of town and we have not, I haven't seen your stuff out there. So we have some, uh, got some talking to do. I think I may have seen there. it in Giant Eagle, I think. The one at uh, Westlake. Okay. I think we might be there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Westlake, yeah. Yes. They carry a lot of the Ohio, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we're through Northern Ohio. We're just starting to break into, uh, you know, down south of Columbus. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So we're starting to move in that area. We've got some places down in Hillsboro and Wilmington. Nice. Uh, that we've placed it. Nice, very nice. So we're having fun with it. I'll tell you what, you've got, and what I love too is you said it at the beginning, you've got a story behind all of these, so. Uh. Yeah, and the other story too that we, we should mention, and that's the, the sponsorships and things that we do, that you're big in. Mm -hmm. My yeah. wife is big in karma. Yeah, you to gotta get, give back. You gotta give. Right. So there are three categories that we give to all the time, and they are. Veterans, children, and animals. Very because nice. The, you know, the veterans gave so much for us. Children can't help themselves, so you've got to help them along, and some animals don't get treated the way they should. No, and I, and I totally agree. I think every time I see a veteran, I thank them. Yep. I, I think that that's the ultimate uh, sacrifice. It is. And uh, so I appreciate that you recognize that, especially you recognize it with, you know, one of your offerings here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, um, then we go to our Jamaican rum. Like nice. I said, we're one of a few distillers in the country that makes Jamaican rum. And what makes it Jamaican rum, it is the third run of molasses, this blackstrap molasses and sugar cane. The yeast we import out of the Caribbean. We ferment it at a high temperature for two weeks before it goes into the still. Uh, basically, we make it during the summer. We put the barrels outside so the west sun can beat on the barrels, cranks it up to about 95, 98 degrees is where the yeast actually does what it's supposed to do. Put it in the still, it's molasses forward, a butterscotch up front, there's a something in the middle, gets sweet at the end. The something in the middle in Jamaica, they call that the funk of the rum. <laughs> if you don't have funk in your rum, it's not Jamaican rum, it's Caribbean it rum. Be a song. Oh. So, so let me ask you, is, is this the same barrel that you use for the whiskey? Actually, it is not barrel aged. It's in stainless steel. Interesting, okay. okay. Because what we don't want to do 
is, is, and you'll find that with like the ghost whiskey, is the flavors, the way they present themselves, if you try to age it, they start to meld together. And then you get a whole different flavor. Yeah, you get, yeah, yeah. You get something that's not there. With the rum, what you're going to find is it starts out with butterscotch on the front of the tongue. There's a something in the middle of the tongue, and it gets sweet at the back end. The first sip is always confusing. The second one is always better. Because the first one, you're thinking, you know, the other rums that are out there, and your brain's thinking that, and you're saying, well, that's not what I'm drinking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you were right. The butterscotch is. Butterscotch the first one. A little sweeter the second one. It's like you've had this before, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really unique rum, though. Yes. Right? And I'm not a huge rum drinker, but and I think it's interesting how you delineated between Caribbean rum and Jamaican rum because I guess I've never known the specifics around how this is different. But that's a really that's a really good rum. Well, you can actually you, sip it. <laughs> exactly. So what are what are some of the things that you do with Jamaican rum? Because most of the time when I think of rum, I think of just cocktails that, you know, yeah, so you're going to have by the, you know, you're sitting in, in, you know, in a cabana looking out the water. Well, tr well traditionally, uh, Jamaican rum is designed to be drank just like you're drinking now, neat. However, really? uh, for a lot of people, that's a little too intense. So ginger ale works well with it. If you want something to go to the sweet side, ginger beer amazing with it. You mix it with ginger beer, it's yeah, no it's burner. right there. Uh, surprisingly, a little splash of peach schnapps in a cocktail makes a great after-dinner cocktail. Peach Junior. schnapps in the house. I mean, yeah, 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 really. That was one of the early introductions in my uh, drinking This would be great, like you said, the other, in a milkshake. Mm -hmm. That would be a nice, a toasty rum, um, boozy milkshake. Well, I, I like the maple boozy milkshake, Oh, my gosh. Too. I mean, that's a no-brainer. We could have more than one. Absolutely. I know, I know, really. <laughs> yeah, why would we restrict to just... There's no reason to stop. <laughs> and what's the, what's the name of the ice cream shop that does boozy... Fairport Creamery in Fairport. There you nice. go. Yeah. Shout out. Okay. So then we have our ghost whiskey, which is only available during the month of October. We bring it out the first weekend of October. Mm -hmm. uh, we sell out of it about mid-part of the month. Okay. It is a five-grain, toasted-grain, unaged whiskey. W. H-I-S-K-Y, not E-Y. Yep. Not E-Y. Yeah. Okay. Way whiskey was back that's in the beginning. Right. That's right. Old okay. school. Old. You know, we're, we're traditional across everything. Yeah. It's all natural ingredients, nothing artificial. I mean, it's... I love it. I think the only one we did traditional spelling on is the American whiskey, because it's an American whiskey. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And Americans Which like to spell things a little differently. Right. <laughs> and so, and I love the name. Yeah, I do too. So how'd you how'd you come up with the name? Okay, so the reason we did this is the grains, the five grains in here, present themselves one after the other on the palate, and they actually transition from one to the other. So just like a ghost, they show up and then they disappear. So what you're gonna find with this one, it's corn on the front, goes into a malted barley cereal, toasted oats coat the middle of the tongue, a touch of rye comes in after that, and you get the wheat in the back of the throat. Fred, you're a sorcerer. I know. <laughs> Some people call me a mad scientist. <laughs> I thought the ghost was because of the color, to be honest with you. So that, that's, mm. that's a cool, I, I like how you've described that. Yeah, I know. And I like that you do only do it in October. You can smell that grain right up, yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah, it's full grain. I will say this you too. You were right. And the way that you explained it, and it, when you actually do the tasting, it happens that way. That's a... Uh, and the aftertaste I have is a nutty. 
almost a nutty taste. Yeah. Probably the grain I'm tasting. Yeah, it's still it's still it sticks with you. Yeah, not in a bad way, not an overpowering way, just a no, a but tasty almost way. like like you said, almost like you're having a toasted cereal of some sort. That's really that's good that's stuff. Good. So, what are some of the things that people do with ghost whiskey? Actually, obviously, you could just drink it. That is about the only thing you can truly do with it. If you add anything to it, it just it muddles the flavors. Okay, and at that point, um, you kind of lose the effect of what the ghost how whiskey is. I mean, how did you come up with, the, like, you know, you brought up if you age it, it muddles the flavors as well, right? A, a lot of it is, is science, chemistry, and, you know, quite honestly, I've made some bad stuff out here. <laughs> okay. That's okay. That means you've made good stuff then. Yeah, I, I've made some stuff that there, there was nothing you could do with it. Uh, so it's experimentation. I mean, it's one of those that this is the part, you know, I tell people since we started this, I haven't worked a day in my life, okay? This is fun. I enjoy this. Slinging 50-pound bags of grain, all that wonderful stuff. Um, I still have fun with it, right? Do I still have fun? Yeah. You do. Yeah, it, he it, has it. a love. He definitely, this is definitely his love. And I think it's interesting, too, because. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come on, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy, 38 years. Congratulations. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, but I think what's interesting too is you, you brought up a number of things today. You, you both have brought up consistency, right? And the only way to get consistency is to identify when you don't have it and that it isn't a good batch. And that, you, and that is, I would have to, you know, when you know that you have product that you have just went and distilled and you can't sell it, that it, it takes a really good distiller to go, that is not what we are about. We're moving on from that. And then to be able to course correct and pivot, I mean, I think that's a, uh, that's yeah. awesome. If, like I said, it's one of those, if I make something and I won't drink it, it doesn't go in a bottle. Uh, you know, we had that, we brought in uh, the assistant distiller and for the first two weeks, it was retraining him and what he was used to putting into the barrel, we don't put in the barrel. Okay, that stuff goes in the trash. Uh, we take our heads, we give it to a painter who thins his paint and paints the outside of buildings with it, <laughs> which is, Interesting, you know, you get the corn smell as he's painting buildings. Uh, but it's one about being being tight on your cuts and being consistent about what you're doing to make sure you've got a quality product every single time. It's, it's funny, one of the things I always say, you know, in, in all things I do, measure twice, cut once. Because the reality is if you spend your time being very specific about it, then you end up with good product, whatever industry you're right. in. But, uh, but I can definitely say I appreciate that. And I love, I love how you walked us through what was going to happen. And, and I mean, that's, I can see why you sell out a ghost whiskey. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, we detail everything. I mean, our documentation, our data, uh, we have a seven-page form we go through every time we do a run. I mean, I want to know exactly what happened. If you sneezed, I want it written what time you sneezed and where the, where the proof was at when that happened. So, Fred, is there, you know, it just occurred to me when you were talking about the distilling process, it's part of the guild, you know, and we had some good conversations about that. Obviously, how we're, you know, you're trying to promote um, you and others, the spirit industry here in Ohio. Are there any resources you share that help all of you oh, in that way? Because I, I, I've heard things like that, but I've never been really told the story how that yeah, works. So uh, the secretary of the guild, uh, who Joe, who happens to be the owner of Echo Spirits down in Columbus, does this really great thing about setting educational Zooms up. So we'll have somebody who does enzymes. We'll have somebody who does yeast, uh, chillers, uh, you know, laws, all of that. So he sets up these educational opportunities that you can pop in on a Thursday 
at noon and spend 30 minutes getting all kinds of information. The, the really cool thing about that is at the end, you have contact information for everybody that was there so you can call them and continue with getting information. So it, it just makes everything better. And it's great camaraderie. Oh, God, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're cheering for, I mean, obviously you have your own uh, line, I want to be successful. You can sort of cheer on the other folks to be successful in their, in their markets too. We've had startup distillers who've come up here and spent a day with us mm -hmm. going through the distilling process. You know, what, what kind of equipment do they need? Where can they get a bottler at? You know, those type of things. Uh, it's, it's just, it's like the right that. thing to do. Yeah, it's absolutely. just the right thing to do. Winter whiskey. Love it again. November 18th, it comes out. November 18th, and, uh, and so what's the story behind Winter Whiskey? Like, how did it get its name, and what's, it, what's the makeup? Well, the story behind that is a lot of people came in, and they were asking, do you have a spiced whiskey? Okay, well, the problem with most spiced whiskeys is you're talking about cinnamon, mm -hmm. and you're talking about enough cinnamon that it overwhelms the whiskey, mm -hmm. and that's not what I want to do. That's not where we're at here. So we wanted to come up with something that had some spice to it, but wasn't overwhelming. And that's how we get the, uh, the winter whiskey. So the winter whiskey is our two-year barrel-aged whiskey. Six weeks before we bottle it, we open up the, the cask. We put in South American wood into it, and we draw the spices out of the South American wood into the whiskey. So spiced gumdrop is what comes across on this. And I will tell you, of all the whiskey sitting up here, this is the only one my wife will drink. You were right. It's a good it one. is gumdrop. It is gumdrop. People say gingerbread, but I get gumdrop. I could, I could see both. Yeah. I could see both. I could see, and, and I would have probably said gingerbread. But I do, I see it. That is like really good. Like a cookie good. taste. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, it's, And what yeah. I love, too, is that it's not overpowering, because I think that's the, that's the riddle on most flavored whiskeys, right. mm -hmm. is that you go too much. Wow. That's and really it, then it's like a pack of big red you just ate. You know what I mean? Right. And what we didn't want to do is a lot of times with flavoring, particularly artificial flavoring, you have to put it with simple syrup mm -hmm. before you put it in. Well, now you got this sweet kind of yeah. thing going on. Um, and to so me, good. you take away from the whiskey. So as I've said before, if I'm going to spend two years looking at a barrel, the last thing I want to do is destroy what's in the barrel. Right on. And, and I think the other thing with winter whiskey, just for all those watching, is that it's subtle. It's not overt. It's not syrupy. No, it's not syrupy no. when you, you, you get that, that spice, but it's, it's not at the cost of like too much. Right. That's a really good whiskey. I see this in a hot toddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. would be a nice, yeah. Yeah. nice addition. Again, since there's nothing added to it other than drawing the, uh, the spices from the wood, it doesn't change the texture composition of the whiskey. It's still, it looks like whiskey. It, Pours so, like whiskey. So, what did you think of the wood? Like, the, yeah, the I was going to say exactly. Wood. Where'd you come yeah, up with that? Well, how did, how did you, you come up it? with? How did you? How do you get it? How did you come up with that? To, I'm telling you, he's a sorcerer. I know. <laughs> this comes up. This comes back to that bad scientist thing. Okay, so so the way it worked out is I was talking with a distiller in Southern Ohio, and they were saying, well, they they aged their whiskey with spirals. I said, you know, age it with spirals. Well, the idea is, of course, that the the whiskey with these little spirals, yeah, yeah. it. Well, all it really does is, in my opinion, just color the whiskey. You don't get anything from it. Right. And then it was one of those, we were someplace, and I saw spice wood. And it's like, wait a minute, I have an idea. 
So we spent a while. It took, uh, it took almost a year to get this because it's a combination of how much. And how long. And right. how long. And when, right? I mean, and it's when. Like, I mean there, all those come into play. Yeah, right? yeah there, there's a lot of variations. Uh, it, we missed a lot on the first time through. There's a lot of duplication to get where we got to before we nailed down exactly how much and how long and when. Very cool. All right. Okay. And then this comes out December 1st. We're getting the advanced tasting. The advanced tasting. Um, now, you guys really didn't taste this, okay? <laughs> Since it's not available, the state says until Star December first. Exactly. So I'm so excited for our December 9th show that we're doing. Right I know. <laughs> so the uh, thing we always get a little pushback on is um, people like to push back about being from Cleveland or being like Gary, you yeah, usually water, water or yeah, whatever, right? So I decided it was our turn to push back. So Cinnamon Whiskey's name is Burning River. Love it. <laughs> I do love I it. I love it. I do love it. And this is really good because it's, ex well, let's just be honest, this is dangerous because what proof is this? Uh, that is 60 proof. You wouldn't know it had any proof. I mean, this is it's just this good. is really good. And, and we said it before, and this is the, the you know, the, difficulty with wow. flavored whiskeys so is good. that many are too strong mm -hmm. and we talked about a number of them off air right. this is spot on a cinnamon whiskey that whether you drink you could drink this straight great and, holiday drink and then obviously there's a number of things that are pretty obvious that you could put this in that are right. just this just complements it and we, have, and we have a couple of cocktails that we use the cinnamon whiskey in. oh yeah, yeah. so what a do great you have, holiday what drink what are the what are the ones that you usually that you no, would put it, it in? Well, with an apple cider and caramel. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Okay, I mean that is like, oh yeah, the way to go. Oh yeah, that would have been handy uh, handing out Halloween candy. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where were you, Fred? Before I know. We needed you should have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we have number one selling dill pickle vodka in the state of Ohio. Really? And that's the last of the tastings for all the obvious reasons. Yes. Uh, yes, we're done. Uh, <laughs> Best way to describe this, pickle juice out of a jar minus the vinegar at 80 proof. That is the best description Let's I can give you. Let's do it. This sounds great. Okay, charcoal got, filtered. Uh, it is charcoal filtered through 28 feet of activated charcoal. Why? So explain like, to why, our, why would yeah, you do that? Exactly. Explain to our listening audience okay. why the process. And that, it starts out with the, the dill pickle vodka starts out with our regular vodka and then we infuse the dill. Okay. The, the reason behind that is when you talk about vodka, people say a couple of things. One, it's got a bite. Two, it's got that thing that goes on in the back of your throat after you drink the vodka. Mm -hmm. Well, the only way to get rid of that is you got to remove it. And how do you remove it? You remove from activated charcoal. So for us, we'll do... Uh, let's say we have 200 gallons of vodka that we're going to run through our activated charcoal. It'll take two and a half days. Wow. We run it through that slow. It literally drips through wow. the charcoal. And without divulging a lot, we cap the bottom so we yeah, maintain the, the, the vodka in the cylinder and allow it to just drip out. Wow. So that it captures all it. Now you get into micropores and all those wonderful things with activated charcoal. but. Uh, the idea behind it is you should be able to sip it, Yeah. Oh, which yeah. you guys did. I mean, it's one of those you should sure. be able to, you don't have to do a shot with that. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so that then becomes this. And again, all natural, nothing artificial. So I'm going to pour this and I'm going to get you some Bloody Mary mix. I love it. But you came up with this like 
still, we've seen this now. This is our second episode that we've seen a dill spirit. So when did this one come about? Well, the way this one came out, and this is from my son, Tony. Um, we did the vodka and people were coming oh, in and saying, yes. do you have blueberry, raspberry, all the flavored vodkas? Well, we contacted the flavor manufacturers and I have sitting out here without exaggeration, 150 little vials of flavors. Well, the problem with them is they were either artificial, chemical, or you had to mix them with simple syrup and put them in. And I thought it destroyed what we were doing with the vodka. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna say, okay, we're just gonna sell a standard vodka. And my son said, what about dill pickle? Now my son is one of those from the time he could reach the refrigerator, would drink the pickle juice out of the pickle jar. <laughs> my daughter. Okay, so you go back and the pickles are there, but the juice is gone. Yep. Okay, so he came up with this idea and I said to him, Tony, who is gonna buy dill pickle vodka? Everybody. Okay, well, and, and so be, he reminds me of that often. And, and, to, be, <laughs> and, and to be fair, to be fair, what we had was pickle. This is, the dill is different. I mean, well, you can taste and, and, the dill. That was whiskey. This is, yeah. this is vodka. And I think when you talk Bloody Marys, which I'm a bit of a fan of, micro Bloody Mary. So if any bar or restaurant is not utilizing Lake Erie Distillery's dill pickle, this is th this is the best hack it's you will so ever have. Good. But it you just so cheated good. the market because you could throw this in there and it, so and it gives you a Bloody Mary with all the flavor that people add to it, right? This'll people be, throw a bunch of things in Bloody Marys because they have to. My Ohio State Michigan party, I am getting this. Oh, heck yeah, you are. This is awesome. <laughs> now I'll tell you, we have done eight festivals mm. across Ohio. And in each one, we've used a different Bloody Mary mix because depending on where we're at, they get the Bloody Mary mix. The key, that's the secret ingredient. Were you at the Cleveland Pickle Fest? We were. Outstanding. 646 drinks we served there. Wow. I, mean, I believe it. a successful it. event, too. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great it event. Very busy. Great event. That was, uh, so I will say this. I mean, when you look across this lineup, this is, what I like is it's a variety of spirits. So no matter what you like, you can pick whether it's vodka, rum, bourbon, flavors, you know, I, like, I mean, I, I go back to that was amazing. But then I go back to the maple whiskey, the, as we call it, mm -hmm. breakfast whiskey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then your, your bourbon, which is really, I think it's, I think it's a great story. And I also think it's also, this is what we do. And it's what I want to drink. So I made it. Right. And I think that's a, a testament to a, a really smooth bourbon that, let's face it, I, I would be more than happy to drink any night of the week. I mean, that's awesome. I've enjoyed it. I mean, I like you know we've we've gone to places where you know maybe some places it's a little bit rough, you know, and but you know you appreciate the effort. This is really good bourbon, whiskey, right. and rum and vodka. I mean, you really can you can you can sip it, you can enjoy it with a with you know a compliment of like in this case a Bloody Mary. Uh, mix. We said this in coffee. I mean, it's just it's pretty versatile, yeah. quite frankly. And the other thing we've done with it is our price points are below the market. It's important. So how do you do that? Well, yeah, you know, it, it's one of those that, and it sounds, it, it sounds pompous, and I don't mean it to be that way, but I've had the other business for 40 years. Yeah. yeah. I made my profit there. I do this as a hobby. And if you do things as a hobby, it's not about making profit. It's about covering the expenses of your employees, keeping the lights on, that type of thing. But I don't need to make big dollars with this. 
you know, I go back to the bourbon particularly, you know, when, when her and Kathy and I got together, uh, if I wanted to buy a bottle of bourbon, that means we either didn't eat or didn't pay the rent, okay? So when we came to this, it's like, I want to price this where somebody can go and get a high quality top line bottle of bourbon for $39 Definitely. and not break the bank and actually enjoy what they're drinking yeah. without that bite and all the aftertaste yeah. that goes with some of the others. That also goes to what we've said, which is truly the one, thank you. And two, there are a lot of great bourbons and I think people get caught up on the price point is X yeah. and this one's X plus. So that's gotta be better. That is not true. I mean, you really need to know your bourbon. You need to try it out. And I think that, you know, Lake Erie Distillery's bourbon here, you know, and that's an amazing price point for that bourbon. We did a uh, bourbon tasting, um, micro shots. It was a kind of like a sweet 16. So we had, you know, this bracket advance and this. So you could imagine it could be a lot if you did. Everyone shots. had rides home. Just yes, for the yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, it was we, sweet 16. Yeah, but it was um, amazing how far some of the Ohio bourbons went when you really tasted them. And we also did a blind tasting, which we love doing blind tastings. Yes. You take out anything and just say, taste what this is. And we won't go into who won or what, but all I will tell you is it were it was uh, local bourbons were competing against Blanton's and some of those others and did just fine. Yeah, sure. Because people you know, got that out of their mind and they didn't say, oh, this has to be good because it costs X. And, and, and I really think a blind tasting is, is the move. Those are the best ways to go. Because that yeah. really tells you like, where do you stand? Right. Yeah. We did that uh, a couple of weeks back here with one of the very well-known brands that people stand in line for four hours at Giant yeah. Eagle to get. Yeah. Did a blind taste test. I won 100% of the time. Yeah. Exactly. $40 a bottle less. Yeah. But if I tell them the price, I lose because you get that mindset. You get a mindset that it's not as good and it's yeah, so wrong. $20 for a bottle, it's much better than the $70 bottle, much better than the $39 bottle. Right. And that is not the case. It's, it's just not. And, and it really is a smooth bourbon that you can sip. And I appreciate the fact that, I mean, everything that we had here, whether it was flavored, whether it was straight whiskey, is, is got that smooth. There's no bite to it. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great offering. As far as I know, this is the, uh, will be the entire product line. I don't want to get to the point where you add so many that you lose quality control on what you're making. Oh, well, you have someone for the, that's she's right. three. Yeah, she's three. She and she's good. <laughs> she <laughs> will hold you accountable. <laughs> so it's one of those, the seasonal ones, we're, we'll probably do a couple of seasonals. But as far as the base product line, I really don't think we're going to add anything yeah. else to it. Uh, our next seasonal coming up, though, that I'm working on. I was just about to ask you, so what do we got? Jalapeno whiskey. Whoa. Jalapeno whiskey. I That's feel like, so case. when are you going to release it? Uh, it? We're looking at spring. So right. I'm thinking Cinco de Mayo. That's right. I That's really right. I think Fred was too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That'd be a good taste. So in fact, as you guys came in, sitting on the barrel out in the bottle shop is a, a gallon jar of 194 proof neutral spirits with jalapenos in the bottom. They used to be red and green. They're now white. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. So we're going to take that. We're going to reduce that down to, to make an essence out of it. And that'll be what we're going to use to flavor barrels so we can control the consistency barrel to barrel to barrel. Well, we can't thank you, you both enough for, for certainly the phenomenal spirits, but also your hospitality. Um, this has been fantastic, and um, I've enjoyed myself. Certainly, um, it's a good way to kick off a Saturday. Um, oh, exactly. But yeah, here at uh, 4277, is it Hammond or Hammond? Hammond. Hammond Parkway here in Willoughby, Ohio. 
you can certainly come here to the location and, and, and pick up a, a bottle. Mm -hmm. um, and as, as uh, Fred and Kathy pointed out, I think the ghost whiskey and the winter whiskey will only be sold here. Check it out. Um, whether you're a bourbon enthusiast or just somebody who's interested in, in becoming one, perhaps, you know, you'll be treated right here. You'll be able to, to take a tour of the facility and, um, and they'll help you along the way, teach a little bit about bourbon and whiskey and other spirits. Oh, exactly. And I mean, you have, you know, we know the ghost whiskey is gone for this year. It'll be back on October 1st, winter whiskey, November 18th, and then all the other offerings. I mean, whether you want to, I, I can say the tailgating or Joe's house for the game, Ohio State, <laughs> Michigan, the dill pickle Bloody Marys are going to be amazing. So uh, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for having us today. Thank you. I appreciate you guys coming. Yep. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right.